Thank you, Daryl. It is indeed going to be an eventful week ahead of us, and hopefully you have been praying and will continue to pray. Well, if you have a Bible with you, uh, walking on the water, and when they saw the form of a man, they thought it was a ghost. But Jesus said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. And he gets into the boat with them, and then immediately they are on the other side. So, on the next day, after the two miracles, the crowd that had been fed the loaves and the fish are looking for Jesus. And that's what we have in, these, in this scene. They are looking for Jesus. In verse 22, again, it says, On the next day, the crowd that remained on the other side of the sea saw that there had been only one boat there. And that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but that his disciples had gone away alone. So the question is, where is Jesus? Now, it's interesting here. It appears that even though Jesus sent the crowd away after he fed them, that they remained there. A great deal of them remained there. And it's understandable why they did. They had been fed a great meal. It says they were fed to the full. And there were 12 baskets full of food left over. And so it's the next day. They're hungry again. They figure Jesus will feed them again. And so they are looking for the possibility of another miracle. And we have to understand something. Food was very important to them. It was their survival. We don't even think about that today. We go to the grocery store. We have our refrigerators full. We have our cupboards fill, filled with food. But they didn't. Food was a matter of survival. That's why they understood the Lord's Prayer. When he said, give us this day our daily bread. That meant something. They, each day being fed was an important thing to them. So they are remaining there. But they can't figure out where Jesus is. They know he didn't get into the boat with the disciples. And if he had walked to the other side, they would have seen him. So where is he? And in verse 23, it says, Other boats from Tiberias came near the place where they... Other boats from Tiberias came near the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So now they've got these other boats from Tiberias, one of the cities along the Sea of Galilee, coming to where they were. Why are these boats coming? Well, we don't know for sure. But many think that word had spread that they didn't know where Jesus was. And the most likely place for Jesus to be was in Capernaum. Why? Because Capernaum was the base for his earthly ministry. It's kind of where he ran his ministry from. After he was rejected at Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum in Galilee. And so they figure if they're going to find Jesus, that's the most likely place for him to be. And so word spread. And so these boats come, kind of like boat taxis, and they come and they take these people and transport them to the other side. And so it says in verse 24, so when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum seeking Jesus. So folks, that's the scene that we have before us. The multitude, or at least a good deal of them that had been fed, 
are now getting in boats. Perhaps some of them are walking, but they're all seeking Jesus. They all want to go where they think Jesus is. So that brings us to our second point this morning. Food that perishes versus food that endures. When the crowd comes to Jesus, he sees right into their hearts and tells them to be careful what they seek for. They are seeking Jesus. But as we're going to see from the context, they're not seeking him for the right reasons. And let that be a reminder to all of us here this morning that you can seek Jesus and seek him for the wrong reasons and seek him with the wrong motives. Look at verse 25. When they found him, and they did find him, when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Rabbi, when did you get here? And what is implied by their question is, Rabbi, how did you get here? When did you come here and how did you get here? And what is really interesting as we move on in this text is Jesus never answers their question. He doesn't answer the question that they asked. We think when we're reading along that the logical answer for Jesus to give would be, I walked on the water. That's how I got here. The disciples were in trouble. I came walking on the water. I got into the boat with them and then we made it to the other side of the sea. That's maybe what we would have liked him to say to the crowd, but that's not what he says. Notice verse 26. Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Now, we have seen that one phrase a number of times already, and we will see it a number of other times as we study the Gospel of John. Truly, truly. As I shared with you before, it, when you see that phrase, it means pay attention. It means that Jesus is about to say something very important. It means listen up, listen carefully. Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me. But you're seeking me, or excuse me, you are seeking me not because you saw signs. The word signs here has a very positive connotation. It can be, have different connotations in the New Testament depending on the context, but here it is positive. You are seeking me not because you saw signs. Signs here mean signs which point to the identity of Jesus. Signs that point us to the true identity of Jesus. When Jesus did miracles, when he performed wonders, they were to point the people to the fact that he is indeed the Messiah, that he is the Son of God, that he is the Son of Man, that he was the Savior who was to come into the world. And he said, you are seeking me not because you saw signs pointing to my true identity. No, you are seeking me because you ate your fill of the loaves. You are seeking me not because you want me, but because you want me to fill your stomachs. Something very important here. Jesus is saying to them, you have come so that I might fill your stomachs. I have come so that I might save your souls. You have come because you want me to feed you. 
I have come that I might save you from your sin. And that brings us to that important verse in verse 27. Jesus says, Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him, on him, God the Father has set his seal. Do not work. Do not seek. Do not believe for the food that perishes. What is the food that perishes? The food that perishes is the things of this life. It is food. It is clothing. It is our material possessions. It is the fame of this world, the power of this world. All the things of this world, things that are passing away, things that are transient, things that aren't going to last. Every single one of us here this morning, no matter what your age is, you're growing older. We're all growing older. We're all only going to be on this earth for a very short period of time compared to eternity. And Jesus said, don't spend your life seeking after the things that perish, after the things that will pass away. But work, seek, believe the food that endures to eternal life. What is the food that endures to eternal life? One word, Jesus. Jesus is the food that endures to eternal life. Jesus has come to forgive them of their sins. He has come to give them new life. He has come to give them abundant life. He has come to give them resurrection life. He has come to give them that which will last for all eternity, to give them that which will last forever and ever. That's where your focus should be. Not on the food that perishes, but on the food that endures to eternal life. Why are you seeking me? Why are you seeking me just so I can give you more food? No one says this better than Jesus himself. We're kind of going to kind of jump ahead to where we'll be in a number of weeks. But in John chapter 6, this chapter, verses 48 through 51, and this will be on the screen for you because I want you to see what Jesus says. He explains verse 27 for us. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. That's what he's saying in verse 27. Do not work for the food that perishes. The Israelites in the wilderness ate bread every day. And they died. And they died. But this bread, I am the bread of life. This bread that comes down from heaven. It comes down so, the one, so that one may eat of it and not die. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Work for the food. Believe. Seek the food that endures to eternal life. Let me ask you this morning. Are you focusing on the wonder and beauty of who Jesus is? Or are you focusing 
on what Jesus can give you. You know, we look at these people, and it's easy to be critical of them. But today, even among Christians, we become disillusioned if Jesus doesn't come through for us like we think he should. Someone was was telling me just recently, they know a woman who was, she doesn't go here, but a woman who was caring for her elderly mother, was praying for her, praying that she would be healed, that she'd be restored. But she wasn't. She died. And so this woman became angry with God. And she stopped going to church. And that's why they were telling me about it. Is that this woman not only became angry with God, but she no longer goes to church. Why? Because God didn't come through for her. He didn't come through for her like she thought he should. Folks, we have to be very careful with this. You hear people say, I, I don't understand why God let me be laid off from my job. He knows how much I needed that job. He knows how much my family needed that job. I don't understand why I didn't get that promotion or that job opportunity. God knows that I, I need the raise. He knows we could use that extra income. I don't understand why God doesn't give me a husband. I don't don't understand why God doesn't give me a wife. I just want bread from Jesus. Folks, we have to be very careful because this is what we fall into if we're not careful. And this is very, very subtle in our lives. Every day we, we read the Bible, we pray, and then every week we come to church on a regular basis. So we read, we pray, come to church and kind of deep down we're thinking God owes me I've been doing all the things I'm supposed to do so my life should go pretty well because I'm reading I'm praying I'm going to church and then when it doesn't go our way when things don't go well which often happens in this life when we go through trials and we go through suffering it's like what's up God I've been faithful to you. How come you're not holding up your end? You see, everything that Jesus blesses us with, everything, is supposed to point us. It's supposed to be that sign that points us to the joy and pleasure that are found in Christ and in Him alone. We don't find our joy and pleasure and happiness in the things He gives us. We find our joy and pleasure and happiness in the giver himself. We find that joy and pleasure in Jesus. We're not supposed to be trusting in the things that he gives. He gives them to us so that we will look to him and find him to be the thrill of our souls. Jesus says, do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. At this time, we're going to share the Lord's Supper together. And just as a reminder to all of us, especially during this unusual time, What we're doing is one deacon will pray for both the bread and the cup. The deacons will come to you. They will hand out the bread and the cup together. 
when everyone has been served, I will read a passage of scripture and then we will eat and drink together. For those of you who are watching by live stream, while the deacons are serving communion, we will encourage you, there's going to be a slide for you to look at, meditate on. We will encourage you to use this time as a time of meditation and reflection as we will be doing here. So at this time, we will take the Lord's Supper.